This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Shalom Aleichem, everyone. Welcome back to Shear after we've been absent for a very long time. I'm going to go back because I wasn't here. Just a short word I want to say on Vayelech. Okay, which I find very, very fascinating. So at the end of Pashas Vayelech, Vayelech is two Pashas before Simchas Taira, right, before Zesha um, Bracha. So Vayelech is a very short Pasha. I think it is the, it is the shortest Pasha, 30 Psukim. It says the following. Hakilu, Moshe Rabbeinu was talking to Klai right? He says the following. He says, he says I know what's going to happen in the future. I know your hard neck your your stubbornness he's talking to Christ today while I'm alive Moshe Ben is saying I'm alive with you today you rebelled I'm alive I'm the leader and you still rebelling against Hashem you're going to definitely, when I'm not here, definitely going to rebel against Hashem. Gather up, come around me. It's called Ziknei Shiftechem V'Sheitrechem. All the elders of the Shvatim of the tribes and Sheitrechem. Uh, and I'm going to speak to you in your ears the following words. And the Shemaim and Aretz are going to be witnesses to what I'm saying. They're going to be witnesses. Because I know. Listen very carefully. End of Ayelech. Kiyodati, because I know, says Moshe Rabbeinu, it's the end of his life. Achrei Moisi, after I die, he hashkis tachshishin, you will, how do you say that in English? Um, no, it's a mashkis, destroy. Visartem um, aderech. Give, give, me, give me an article, give me an article chumash for a second. Give me an article chumash for a second. By the way, this off the derek thing is not something new. This is in many parts. It's, a, it's very interesting. The Lashen, I don't know if anyone ever thought about this, that the Lashen of the Chumash, when, Jew, when Jews don't do what they're supposed to, the Chumash always says, Rishavta men They went off the derek. What's the derek? What does this mean, Rishavta men You went on what derek? The Torah expresses, it's not something new that we have. The Torah expresses not keeping the mitzvahs and not doing what you're supposed to doing as going off the derech. Start the derech. Not that you're not keep, doesn't say that you're not keeping the mitzvahs, you went off the derech. So it seems to be that the derech, the road, is of course following the, the mitzvahs of Hashem. So let's just look at the exact English translation. You will act corruptly. Okay. Corruption. Hashkesh is corruption, to corrupt. Right? You'll act corruptly. And you'll go off the derech. That Hashem commanded you. Listen carefully, guys. This is crazy stuff I'm about to tell you. And this bad thing will befall... This evil... This evil... What is this evil? This evil will befall you at the end of the days... Kisasu is harab Hashem, because you're going to do what is evil in the eyes of Hashem, lehachiso, to make him angry. With what? 
What's going to make God angry at the end of the days? By the way, we are at the end of the days. So that's what he's talking about. Not then. What's going to make Hashem angry at the end of the days? Huh? What's the biggest struggle we have in our generation? Something Ray Wallstein talks about once in a while. Facebook? Technology. Technology. You ready for this? I went crazy when I read this passage by Yehla. In the end of days, you're going to do bad in the eyes of Hashem. What are you going to do? Are you going to get him angry? By man-made things. The Pasuk in the Torah. Not, not, you're going to get Hashem angry by doing a void Zorah. Not wearing tefillin. Not davening. That's what you should say. You're going to be angry at Hashem. You're going to serve Every time it says this, it says you're going to go serve idols that you don't even know. All of a sudden over here, it doesn't say idols. It says in the end of days, you're going to anger God. How? The Masih with man-made things. Technology. And Moshe Bedo said this into the ears until the conclusion. I was like, I was going crazy. I was telling everybody in shul. It's a pasuk in the Torah. There'll come a time at the end of days you're gonna you're gonna get God angry by man-made things, but my things that you're going to make with your hands. Not about Yisra. Not Shrikas Dama. Not Gilei Royas. Technology. My Seidechem is technology. Man-made. What I always talk about the man-made world. It's pasuk in Vayelech. Now you can say, Ray Walsh, you fit it in, you twisted it in, you made it happen. I didn't say it. The Torah says, Masa Yedechem. Doesn't say, doesn't say that, that, that you're going to make me angry, because that's what it says every time, by serving gods that you don't even know. That's what it says all the time in the Torah. No gods, no Vayedechem. No Is there a problem? We're good? Okay, Baruch Hashem. We don't want this shear not to make it. Okay, so that's number one. I went back all the way to Pashat Vayelach for that. Okay. Number two. So, I had a very interesting thought. Um, one of the hardest Yetzirahs, and we've spoken about this before, when a person grows, is to judge others. When you're not doing well, right, you don't judge others. If you're smoking, you don't judge other smokers. But the minute you stop smoking, you're like, I can't understand why, what, what are you doing? Why are you still smoking? You tell your friend, what are you doing? You stink. The whole car stinks. Our apartment stinks. Why are you still smoking? Get rid of those cigarettes. Is there something wrong with you? And they cost so much money. You're looking at them like, hello, you stopped two weeks ago. Like, what are you giving me, Musa? Right? And the answer is, once you grow, you cannot understand why the other person didn't grow. Like, you, any, any addiction, anything you stop, like, guys who come out of rehab and they stop doing drugs, they're giving speeches to all the guys that do drugs, like, what's wrong with you? Can't you control yourself? You're so weak, you're so meek. You're like, hello? 25 years you're doing drugs, now you finally went to rehab, you're telling me off? And the answer is yes, because if I could beat it, you could beat it. Until now, I couldn't beat it, so I didn't think you could beat it. But now that I beat it, why can't you beat it? It's, it's mama's just so, so in Ruchnius, if you, if a, a girl said to me, she gave, she, she listened to my speech, and she gave up her iPhone, and she's making everyone crazy around her, her family, and her friends, they will have to give up their iPhone. I said, oh, here, here we go. 
I said, just, you gave up your iPhone? Okay, very nice, right? Just don't be a preacher. First of all, we don't let you, you're not going to put it back, first of all. I said, well, what are you preaching? You, you just gave it up. Like, hello, like, so it's very hard when you grow and you, you don't talk by davening and you see, you, know, you used to talk all the time. I have a friend that used to talk day and night. He took on not to talk many years ago. He is the guy in shul who shishes everyone. <laughs> right? He's the guy who shishes everyone. Why? Because you, so, so you become very critical. And God doesn't want one Jew to be critical of another Jew, even if he's doing something wrong. You should try to help him to change, but you should, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be condescending. I'm struggling with that. Because as I grow, I don't understand why guys can't, whatever, grow with me. So, I dive into Hashem that He should help me see the good in everyone. I used to be like that. Now, I don't always see the good in everyone. So I thought I have a good idea. I'm going to light a candle every month of Shabbos. Le'ili nishmas Rav Levi Yitzchak Medichev. Because Rav Levi Yitzchak Ben Sarasasha, that's I light the candle for Rav Levi Yitzchak Ben Sarasasha, and I'm like, you sh- Rav Levi, you should help me, because he, no matter how bad a Jew was, he was able to find schus. I said, I am missing in what I do in life. In I help people, but I don't. I don't find schusim in people. I would love to be where we're Like you could look at the worst avera and say, like. Wow, this guy is so unbelievable. So I said, you know what? Maybe if I light a candle to him, everyone wants to Shabbos, he'll help me. Yom Kippur by Ne'ilo. I'm standing by the Kaisal. And in my head, I'm going over my year and the things that I spoke about. And one of the things I spoke about is this group called um, Footsteps. And I'd even used the word Yemach Shemam. Now the group, right, footsteps, they're bad to the bone. There's nothing to talk about. How could you learn schus on them? They take Jews, they make them atheists, they make them eat chazer on Yom Kippur. Like, how could you find good in such a group? And a lot of, sorry about this, and a, and a lot of, um, people that are doing the very, very the wrong thing. And I'm sitting there and, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, you know what? As bad as they are, they're making people atheists and being Michal Shabbos and not believe that God created the world. But all these kids that are off and all these people that are off and all these guys that this past year and I'm davening for Christ, well that's what I'm doing by Neila, right? So I'm the Kayan, I'm, I'm doing Bichas Kayan by Neila, but uh, you don't even understand the what's going on over there and I'm like if I can't learn schus for Kala Yisrael as a client standing by the base of Migdash I know Kippur the client Gadol's job was to get them all forgiven I got a problem I said I have to tell you something all these kids that don't keep Shabbos and they they, they don't believe in Hashem they don't even believe in you I said none of them serve a Hoytazah not one time did footsteps say don't believe in God, but become Christian. Don't believe in God, but become Islam. Don't believe in God, believe in Buddha. Don't believe in God, be like in Japan, of the rising sun. Call every morning and bow down to the sun. They don't believe in you. But they didn't make an Egel. They didn't make an Avodah Zara. They weren't in the second base Hamikdash. They weren't in the times where 
on every street corner, there was an avoid zora in Klai Yisrael. So, they may be bad to the bone, they may be making atheists Hashem, but they're not even avoid zara. And, and they've never told a Jewish kid, go out and serve an idol. And all your Jewish children that are off the derech that don't believe that you exist, they don't serve anyone else. They just, they're just so far away from you, and they're in so much pain, and they're so disconnected, and we live in such a filthy society, Hashem, that they don't know that you exist. But they're not saying that there's someone else that created the world. So, they're not as bad as the people who made the Egel, and they're not as bad as the people who who believe that that was the one who created the world. They just don't want to own up to anything. They said, you got to give them a break. Rev. Levy, Yitzhak gave that to me. I don't have a question. So all the, all the Jewish people out there that don't keep Shabbos and, and don't do mitzvahs and all that, I'm not saying they're in a good place, but they're not serving Buddha. And they're not bowing down to idols. And even these groups of machtis who are taking Jewish kids out of Yiddishkeit, they're not putting them in Avayi Zarah. Now, if you want to say atheism is as bad as Avayi Zarah, the, 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 the lav, um, just learnt the lav. There is a lav of saying that there is no Hashem. But I don't know that it's Avayi Zarah. I don't know if not saying there's Hashem is Avayi Zarah. It's very bad and you're over, and I think you're Chayav Misa. Yes, you are Chayav. You're Chayav Skila or one of the four Misa's Bezdin. If you walk around saying there's no God, you're Chayav one of the four Misa's Bezdin. But at the end of the day, these organizations are not saying go out and, and bow down to Buddha or become Christian or become a missionary or become Muslim or any of that stuff. So I'm standing in Kippur like your children... They don't know you because they just, because you haven't, we haven't had a basic magician over 2,000 years. They just don't know you. But they don't believe in anything else. They don't believe anything else created the world. So I think that was a, I hope that was a schuss for Kleistro. Anyway, don't join footsteps. Don't get me wrong. But I learned a little bit. Maybe, maybe it'll help them. And maybe it'll help them come back. Alright. Parashas Barrelochim. I'm not up to Nayak yet. We're one week behind. But we didn't have, last week was, was Yantav. Can you believe that last week was Yantav? Wow. Last week, Tuesday was Yantav. Last week, Tuesday night, I was on my porch taking down my sukkah. It's just a week ago. Totally forgotten. We're outside of Yantav. Right? Okay, Bakshan, we had Halal today and Halal tomorrow. It was like, wow. Yantav's only just a week. It feels like months ago. So it was like, was up in the, I was in the mountains, it was like months ago. Be with Israel, it's like months ago. So we're here, we're here at Barashas. So, first of all, very interesting. I was asking the girls in my seminary, what day was water created? So, there are three things that were, I'm not going to get into the Kabbalistic part of it, because I don't really know the Kabbalistic part of it. But there are three things that were here before the world, before the bays in Barashas. Before anything was created, there were three things that were here. You know what three things that were here? What? No, no, no. Physical things. Physical things. Water, earth, and darkness. Isn't water in the harbor? 
No, I'm talking about earth as dirt. Oretz. The, the, the Zayar says there were 20, I believe, 22,000 worlds before this one. Now, does that mean this world was destroyed 22,000 times? Or were there 22,000 different worlds? He, he, I'm not very clear on what he says, but there were, this is definitely not the first world. And we did the math in class, 22,000 worlds at a, at the max 6,000 years for a world comes out to 132 million years. So maybe that's how they get these hundreds, uh, these millions of years. What? Okay, whatever, right, so we don't know. Uh, and maybe it's not all six, we don't know. I don't understand it, does it, like a girl said, Rabbi, what does it make a difference how many worlds we have before? I said, but it's just interesting, I, I, it's a mashma to me that this world must have been one of those worlds because the second Pasuk in Bereshis tells us that this earth, this, not the planets, just us, the, the planet earth was here. It didn't have anything growing on it, it didn't have anything going on in it, but in the, in the world there was a planet earth. There were no other planets, there were no other stars, and there was no sun and moon. But we were there because the second passage says the following. The Ha'aretz, the earth, was void. The Choshech Sahom, and it was dark. So it was dark already. This is all before creation. Nothing's created yet, right? So the Aretz was here. There was Aretz underneath the water. The Choshech, the darkness was here. And the Spirit of God Merachephas was hovering on the water. So the water was here, the earth was here, and darkness was here. Because there was no light. The lack of light. And what did Hashem say? He are, so there was R. And he separated the R. And then he separated the waters. And he made a heaven, and he made an ocean. And then he separated the ocean from the land. So he pushed some of the water over, and he had the land that we live on. But the land and the water and the darkness were all here before creation. So, when did that happen? When did that happen? When were they created? I'm thinking that that's what the Zoya is talking about. I don't know. Just a thought. But it's a great trick question. I was like, so when was water created? Every girl said like, second day, third day. I'm like, no day. It wasn't created in any of these days. It's amazing. It was all here before. I'm sure I'll get some emails, whoever could, knows a little bit more about this. I, my safer didn't say anything with that much about it. Huh? Is it what? Right. You think that... You think the word Beratius was the creator of those three. So you're saying Beratius bara Elohim. So how do you how do you explain the two Psukim? Beratius bara Elohim the Shemaim Baratz. Okay, so that was first Shemaim Baratz, but there wasn't Shemaim. Shemaim specifically was separated on the um, what's it called? Was separated on the second day. Well, Aretz, okay, so he created the Shemaim and the Aretz. Well, Aretz, he says, Sayo Vayu. So he's saying he created the Aretz, and the Aretz was void. 
that he created. But how does Shemayim come in here? Even if he, it doesn't, it, the words are not making. Rashi says, "Kisei Akavai, the the Kisei Akavai, Hashem's throne, Omei Ba'avir was in, was in the air. Umarachev, it was floating. Al Pnei on the water. Baruch Pivshal Kajbarchu, through the ruach of Hashem's mouth, whatever that means. That was that's a little bit too deep. But you're saying, you're saying that that Maimer." Maybe, maybe that's an answer. So Rashi says, "If imbas lefashik b'shutei came perushu, brachis bria shemayim v'aretz." In the beginning, he created the shemayim and the aretz. But then, what do you do with the second day? V'aretz ha'isa sayu v'ayu. Rashi says, "And the land was empty." V'chayshech v'yom elikim he are. V'loy by hamikra lohayre say the habria. The Prophet is not coming to tell us in what order he created. She'elu kadma, that these came first. She'elu kadma, that these came first. She'elu kadma, that these came first. Well, that's the It's definitely something to think about what you're answering. First he created the Shemayim and the Aret. There wasn't Shemayim. Shemayim was the second day. That's what Rashi's saying. Okay, I don't know. So then he did create the water and the earth. But the water was covering all the earth. And there was darkness. Did he create darkness? No, darkness is the lack of light. The darkness that was created in the Mites of Rashi was the Mitzrayim. They couldn't get up. That was, which is also, I remember, I think Rav Shem Pinka says, beautiful thought, that when God created the world, so he created darkness, created light, right? Light disperses darkness, but darkness can't disperse light. Darkness can't, this room can't, darkness can't come into this room and make the room dark. Darkness doesn't have the power to, to push light away. Light has the power to push darkness away. So a person... He has light in his soul because it's called Ner Neshama, right? So you always have the koyach inside yourself to push your de- your despair, right? Your depression. You have the koyach with a little light to push away all your de- depression. But darkness can't put out the light of your neshama. And I've seen that. I've seen people in the darkest place in life and come back out of it. Darkness can't put out light. If you have a candle, if it's very dark in the room, you have a candle in the corner. All that darkness can't put out that light. Darkness doesn't have the to put out light. But the light disperses all the darkness. It's in the Bria. It's in part of the person. A little light gets rid of a lot of depression. Depression can't put out the neshama. It, it can be pretty dark in the room, 
but it can't put out the mitzvah. Darkness doesn't have that koyach. Only the three days in Mitzrayim, when darkness was its own creation, so it's like we're sitting in this room, and all of a sudden, this milky black cloud would come in here, and cover cover all of us, so I wouldn't be able to see you. That's what happened in Mitzrayim. That's the creation of darkness. The darkness here was a darkness because there was no light. Hashem didn't create the, he didn't create the, the, the sun and the moon. He didn't create the, he didn't create the stars. Okay. Anyway, just a interesting, interesting thought. Um, there are a lot of lessons to learn on how to have a relationship with a person through passion voracious. Unbelievable, unbelievable amount of, of, of Psychology of, of, of understanding um, how, how to have how to, how to a relationship, how to be a parent, how to be a rebbe, how to be a friend. We'll start off. We'll start off um, with. We're not going to say criticism. We're going to say discipline. Okay. So first of all. This sefer, there's a lot of svarim on exactly what happened, but according to many svarim, Adam and Chava were Siamese twins, non-separated type of Siamese twins. Adam was on the front, and Chava was on the back. Okay, as it says in the pasuk, "Vayivra Elokim es Adam b'Talmo b'Talem Elokim Boro Oso." Hashem created the human being in His image. Right? Zacha unikeva bara oisam. Right? Um, so it goes from, He created him. Zacha unikeva bara oisam. So it went from singular to plural. Right? But Chava wasn't created yet. So this pasuk is way before Chava was created. So this is on the sixth day of creation. So most of them before Shem say that they were one. Or Oso, but it was Osam. Osam is Siamese, there's two, but they're only one. They're connected at the head, whatever, but there's only one. So, she was on his back, right? I don't want to get in trouble, because I cracked a joke in seminary to, uh, yesterday. I don't think the girls were that happy with me. I said, and ever since then, she's still on his back, but okay, anyway. We're trying to get her off our back, but okay, they didn't like it. They didn't like it, I said, it's a joke, a Rebbe's allowed to make a joke once in a while, but anyway... So Hashem took her off her back, but um, it didn't work. Now, how do you understand that? And Hashem saw that Adam needed an Ezer Kenegdai, so he put him to sleep, and he created Chava from Adam. What Hashem didn't know, he like is like he GM. He made a car and it didn't work, so he changed it. What does that mean he, did it? he doesn't know? How do you understand that person? He saw it wasn't good. What do you mean it wasn't good? Everything he created, he, it's, it's, it's the opposite. It says, we have a bomb question. What do you mean it wasn't good? The end of creation, he says, He saw at the end that everything was good. Now he says, no, nah, it's not working this... Uh, um, can't be alone. He wasn't alone. Esel like Eze Kenegdai. What does that mean? So the terrace is the terrace is like this. Relationship. You can't be closer to a person than if they're Siamese twins. 
was a very ridiculous story about Shlomo Melech. They came to Shlomo Melech, and there were Siamese twins. They had two heads, one body, and they their father died, and they wanted two Yerush, two. There were a bunch of kids, and they wanted two portions because there were two heads. So Shlomo Melech, I think it's a Gemara, but I'm not sure. It's, he brings it down. Shlomo Melech covered one of the heads with a bag, right, with a sack. And then he poured hot water on the other head. And the head that was covered with the sack said, ow. He felt what he, the water on the other, he said, so if you say ow, by pouring water on his head, that means you're one person. And he only gave him one Yerusha. It's a true story. Shalom Elch was very smart. So you either were splitting him, or you know what I mean, with the, with the baby. So, so you can't be closer than be connected to the person on your back. Right? You can't be closer. But it didn't work. Because if the person's on your back, you can't see them. You can't face them. And as Shem said in Pasha Bereshis, the woman has to be an Ezer Kenegda. You can't help someone if, you're on, if they're behind you. You have to be able to face the person. You have to be able to talk to the person. You have to be able to see the person. Everything anti-internet. You know, you have to be able to talk to them, actually see them live, not on a picture. So, another problem was that every time Adam turned to the left, the head on the back turned to the right. So whichever way he turned, she turned the opposite way. If he looked up, she looked down. If he looked down, she looked up. I can't work in a marriage. It doesn't work that way. So Hashem had to separate them. And even though they're not as one now, right, as they were then, you have to separate them. And what what he brings down in the in this Aitzaploy Satira is that he actually did an operation. He separated the Siamese twin. And if you look at the Pasuk, it says he took Mitzalaisa from his side and created Kava. That he actually separated them and then created a body for her to have. There were two heads. But he had to create a body for her to have. It's very, very not so so what do you mean? So Hashem didn't know that it wasn't going to work? Hashem didn't know that putting her on his back wouldn't work? And the answer is, of course he knew that. But he wanted to teach Adam that. So he created Adam with Chava on his back. And Adam was like, Chava, and it didn't work. He wanted Adam to know that that's not a relationship. You have to be able to talk and communicate and face. Ezer Kinegdo. Why does the Torah tell you that Ezer Kinegdo? Because before, she wasn't opposite him, she was behind him. So he remade the human being and he made her Ezer Kinegdo. What? According to this Peshat, it was Chava. Not, every, yeah, not everybody agrees that the one on his back ended up with the Nachash. No, not everyone agrees on that at all. That, that this was Chava. Um, a lot of, a lot of the, in his say, for a lot of the Midrashim they bring down that it was Chava, it wasn't, wasn't the Sultan's life. Um, so that's what happened over here. So that was, that was the other half of, 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 uh, of actually of, of Adam. And he brings down that Adam would not have been able to have a relationship with her if she wasn't made from him. He says, no, you dig a kasha, fantastic kasha. He says, why wasn't she called, if he's Adam and she's female, she should have been called Adama. Why was she called Isha? And the answer is that she wasn't made from that Adama. She was made from Etzem. So you couldn't call her Adama. You hear? I thought it was a great kasha. When I heard the answer, I was like, wow, that was... 
I should have thought of that, right? Why would she call that Dhamma? She didn't come from that Dhamma. He was Adam and she wasn't Adam. Okay. No more, you're not, no more called Adama. Isha. All kinds of gamakras in Isha. Okay. Anyway, that's, so, so that's a very important lesson in relationships. That you have to be able to be, you have to be, if you want to be an Asia, you have to be connected. You have to be able to, you have to communicate. You have to talk to each other. You can't talk to each other behind their back. Get it? A little pun for you this week. If you talk to someone behind their back, you can't have a relationship. It has to be Asia Kenegdai. Okay? That's in your schost, boys that are here. Alright, let's go on. Um, next lesson. We have a bunch of lessons here. Um, okay, I'm not going to get into the whole H. Hadath thing. That's not for tonight. Um, the snake, by the way, it says, how, how, did he, how did he get so smart? How did the snake get so smart? And how did the snake get her to do an Avera? So, so he brings down the safer that the snake did not have a commandment from God not to eat from the tree. He ate from the tree. He, God didn't say, if you eat from the tree, you'll die. The animals, right? He was the only animal in Ganeid. There's a whole story with him. Why did, well, how did he get into Ganeid? How did Nachash get into Ganeid? No animals lived in Ganeid. No, no. No animals lived in Aden. His other brother. Right, because he could talk. And Adam wanted a servant. Hashem said, ah, he wanted a servant. So he was there. Now, he brings down and he has six machlaikasin of, if he spoke, if he spoke language, the language of a human being, or he spoke the language of an animal, and Adam Achabal understood the language of an animal, or he didn't speak at all. He, he, he sent machshavos. He, he was able to think, to, he, she was, he telegraphed, right, telepathically, right. You got you, you got to buy the safer. Anyone who wants to learn stuff that he never learned before in his life, it's called Aitza Plus Atari. You will not put it down. You're also not going to sleep, but you won't put it down. Okay. Now, next um, next thing that we should learn about is oh, okay. So the punishment that Adam got. Okay, first of all, when it comes to, I was just in someone's house, and the kid was making making trouble, so they put him into, I think they call it quiet time, something time, it's not called quiet time, it's a different word, time out, what they do, they put the kid in a room and close the door, and I'm not letting you out for the next 10 minutes, I'm sitting there, and I'm like, isn't that kid like freaking out, and like, in a room by themselves, aren't they scared, time out, it's a new thing called time out, it's not a new thing, I'm saying, it's it, no, we didn't get time out. We got little time out. We were like, time out! Stop hitting me! Different time out. It was a whole different time out. Okay. But anyway, listen to, listen to our Kodesh Baruch Hu, how he, how he disciplines, right? So, I was, I was talking about it this Shabbos. I was saying like, you shouldn't, you shouldn't tell a kid or anyone you did this, you did this, you did this. Because when you do that, the person that you're yelling at, they don't own what they did. You own what they did. Alright, let's say a kid lied to you, right? You lied to me, you're a liar. So you're saying he's a liar. He's standing there. So he doesn't own that he's a liar. He's not saying I'm a liar. You're saying he's a liar. You own that. Person, in order to make, in order to help someone change, you have to make that person own his stuff. The discussion that I had a little bit on Tisha, where I get my head clobbered, right? 
but a person has, you have to earn your own in rehab, in drugs, in, in addiction you know, there are so many people that call me up and like, you, you gotta talk my kid into going, you know, to rehab you gotta, you gotta get, you, you know and they have these places, they take them, mamish Utah is a lot of take them by handcuffs by force if they're, if they're minors right, it never works, these kids don't get better, because they don't own the decision, I own the decision, I made them go so, they go and they don't listen it's like, you know, making someone go to a therapist they sit by the therapist and they just Dream. I don't want to be here. So in my high school, the girl comes and she's like, we had a story five years ago. A girl came. I said, why, why do you want to come to my high school? She was 18. I said, why do you want to come to my high school? For 12th grade. She was out of school for two, three years on the street. She goes, I don't really want to come to your high school. I said, what are you doing here? But the interview. She goes, my mother said, if I come and I finish 12th grade, she'll buy me a car. I said, bye-bye. I can't have you in my school. You don't want to be here. You don't want to be here, you're just going to make trouble. You're here for a car, I'm not interested. In my school, if the parents bring the kid, I don't take them. If the kid brings the parent, I take them. If the parent comes and says, she's going to your school. It's enough, right? She doesn't want to be there. She's not going to, it's not going to work. When the kid says, Ma, I want to come to this school. No, we don't like that. I want to come to the school. I'm not leaving here. I'm staying in the school. I'm like, you're in. I don't care what you did till now. Because if you want, when a drug addict wants to get better, he gets better. But when other people want them to get better, it doesn't get better. So you gotta own your stuff. When you tell someone, you're this, you're no good, you're yelling and you scream at them, they don't own anything, you own it. They don't get better. So let's see what God did. So what God did. So God opens up a very powerful discussion. He gave Adam everything in the world. Everything is Adam's. One thing. Don't eat from that tree. Okay? So imagine a parent gives to everything and then he goes, eats from that tree. And God never says, Adam, you ate from the tree. I'm punishing you. Never says that. He opens up very powerful you got the film, you saw what your kid did, but you're like, you don't say a word. You're like, he says to him, Vayikra el Hashem Elohim el Adam, Vayomolo Ayeka, where are you? Now, God knew where he was, he's God. If I was, if I was Adam, I'd say like, well, if you don't know where I am, you're somebody else playing God. Because God knows where I am. Right? So God says, Ayeka, where are you? Vayayimeh, Adam doesn't admit it. He doesn't own it yet. He doesn't own it yet. As Kailacha Shamat the Bagan, I heard you, I, I heard God in the garden. And I'm, and I'm scared. Because I'm not dressed, so I covered myself. So at this point, Hashem should have said, Well, good for you. You ate from the eight Adas. You should be, you should be ashamed. No, Hashem's playing a game. But Yahima Hashem said, Me, he gid who told you you're not dressed? He's bringing Adam to admit he's not, he's not accusing. He never accuses. He's like, who told you you're not dressed? He's asking him. He didn't say you ate from the tree. Is it possible? My Shefua? Did you ate from the tree? That I told you not to eat from? He didn't say, you ate from the tree? He asked him. 
Maybe you ate from the tree. Is that possible? Oh, Adam said at this point, he said, no, well, I didn't really eat. She ate and she gave it to me. And he got punished. Because instead of doing that, he should have just said, I'm sorry, I ate from the tree, please forgive me. And this whole whole dying and punishment and eating from the, and, and sweating would have not happened, would have not happened, says Rashi. What? No, forget the waiting. If he would have admitted it right here, and he wouldn't have been a, a coffee tub and said, the girl, the, the ice cream you gave me, it's your fault that I spilled it all over my shirt. Because if you wouldn't have bought me the ice cream, wouldn't have spilled it on my shirt. Oh, that's great. I bought you the ice cream, now you're throwing it back in my face? That's what he did. He should have said, and the, and, and the woman gave me to eat from the tree. I'm sorry, Hashem, I, 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 mamish, I made a mistake. I didn't know. It was wine. Whatever his answer would have been, that's what he should have answered. But he didn't own it. He still didn't own it. He said, well, I ate from it, but it's not my fault. Tati, Tati, it's not my fault. I ate from it, but it's not my fault. And what, what I'm going to talk about tonight is something that I talk about a lot. And that there's, that, 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 that there's consequence. There is consequence. The way God created, there is consequence. And if you, you ate from the tree, there's a consequence. You want to call it a punishment? We'll see in a minute how interesting the way Hashem punished us, but whatever. But there's a, there's a consequence. And this door, this generation, just doesn't want to deal with that word, the C word. Nobody wants to deal with consequence. It's like, it's like, he ate from the tree, and according to our therapy today, right, God threw him out. He threw him out of the house. I went to you. Right? What did Hashem do? I have some very interesting thoughts tonight. He sent them out, right? To work on the earth. Says the says Chazal, he gave him a get. Comes from Gerishin. That's how bad this separation was. And he put him opposite of the door where he used to live. He threw him out of the house. And he said, you're going to live right outside the door and you can't come back in the door. You get these two more welcome with big swords. I'll chop your head off. Come on, Hashem. What kind of discipline is that? You should have said, listen, you, it's okay. Let's go down to the tree, me and you. Not only am I going to let you eat from the tree, I'm going to eat with you. We'll make a whole picnic. We'll do an Etadas picnic. Right? There's no there's no punishment. There's no consequence. I mean, God, what kind of a chanich are you? I mean, your book wouldn't sell in Eichler's. You threw the kid out of the house? Well, what kind of father are you? You threw him out of the house? With Chava, and now he threw him out of the house? You told me he has to go to work? He was sitting in the sun, eating grapes? What kind of, what kind of father is this? You, you should have, boy, you should have let, you know, the new books and the new stuff, like, you know, you should have said, I, I'm, uh, I understand you, you would, oh, no, it's not your fault, you're just a human being, you're made out of dirt, I understand you, of course it's not your fault, it's not nobody else's fault, it's Chaba's fault, it's the snake's fault, oh, I feel so bad for you, that's our therapy today. God forbid if I would do it, if I would get up and say, throw the kid out of the house and lock the door and make him go to work, people would say, Red Walsh, no, what, what? Forget about it. I get, you think Tishabov was bad? I, I'd be on Facebook, I'd be, whoa! 
Now you're going to tell me that the guys today that are in Chinuch are smarter than God? They're better mechanchim than Hashem? They're going, to, they're, going to, they're going to say they're better. Or they're going to say, well, that was then, but now it's different? Now it's different than, than God's discipline who created the world? So what happened here? Why wasn't Hashem twisted? Why didn't He be nice to him? Why didn't He forgive him? Why didn't He leave him in Ganeiden and be nice to him? He only did one thing wrong. And it was Chava's fault. And the answer is, and you can't get away from this answer. And I don't care who's going to send me emails, whoever it is. You can't tell me you're smarter than God. So there's no way around this. But you got Rish as Ha'adam. He threw him out. There's no way around it. He threw him out of Ganeiden. He didn't give him another chance. And he didn't be nice to him. He didn't say like, I understand... But he was nice to him. Because in a Baruch Hu's discipline, he told him, You're going to sweat, but it's not when you send the kid into the room for 20 minutes and he does nothing. You're going to sweat, but at the end of the day, through your sweat, you're going to have food. So it's, it's a punishment, but there's a, posit- there's a positive reaction at the end. Tell the woman, he said, you're going to be in pain, but you're going to give birth. I'm not punishing you with kidney stones. You're going to sit there yelling and screaming. At the end of the day, you're going to get a pebble. That's not who I am. I'm, go- I'm punishing you with pain, but at the end of the day, you're going to be holding a baby. And you know what? Because you're holding the baby, you're going to forget your pain, and you're going to want to have another child. And Mzeus HaPecha, even though you're going out to work, you're making money, and you have a car, and you have food, and you have clothing, and there's so much good that's going to come out of your work. That's HaKadosh Baruch Hu's discipline. But there's consequence. And the consequence of eating from the tree is that you no longer, you change the fiber of the world. And therefore you no longer can live in Ganeiden. And I want to tell you a very deep thought that I have, and I don't know if I'm right. I don't know if I'm right. But I think it's a very interesting thought. The Baruch Hu says the following to the Malachim. Adam now knows between good and bad, right? He knows good and bad. Maybe he's going to he's going to t- stretch out his hand, the and he's going to. There's, there's another tree there called the Eitzachayim. There were two trees, right? I don't believe it's he warned him about the Eitzachayim. He didn't because he would have never taken from the Eitzachayim before the Eitzadas. The Eitzadas. There was no reason to eat from the Eitzachayim because Eitzachayim gave you that you would never die, but Adam was never dying. So he had the reason to eat from the Eitzachayim. Now that he ate from the Eitzadas, he's going to die. Now he has a reason to eat from the Eitzachayim. So he was never warned on the Eitzachayim. Hashem only warned him on the Eitzadas, because why would he eat from the Eitzachayim? He doesn't, he doesn't need to live forever. He's living forever. Right? But now Hashem said, oh, now that he's a <laughs> Right? So now, look at the Eitzachayim. He'll go running to the Eitzachayim, which in Kabbalah, the Eitzachayim was a Torah. 
the actual Eitzachayim was the Torah, that he would be Makabal the Torah before Hasinai. And if he's Makabal the Torah over there, there will be no death. Right? So Hashem said, I'm not letting him be Makabal the Torah. V'ochal v'chaylo oilam, he's going to eat from him, he's going to live forever. So Hashem said, out, and he threw him out. So it seems to be, from this Pasuk, that the reason Hashem threw him out was because he was going to eat from the Eitzachayim. And he would live forever. And he, were, he was already a sinner, and Hashem didn't want a virus in a person forever. So, it seems to be from the psukim that the reason he got thrown out wasn't a punishment. It was a consequence. Because the consequence of him eating from the tree is that now, he needs to eat from the Eitzachayim. Because he's going to die. So the consequence is he's going to eat from the Eitzachayim. Hashem can't let that consequence happen, because then he's going to live forever. So he had to throw him out. Now, maybe he'll do tshuva. And maybe if he does tshuva, he won't eat from the Eitzachayim. He already did a big Averi. He's going to do another big Averi. He's going to not to eat from the Eitzachayim. He's going to eat from the Eitzachayim. And the answer is that the consequence, this is something that Rabbi Eli Mansour spoke about, that the consequence of doing an Avera brought into the world the possibility of doing an Avera and Hashem couldn't, couldn't allow that to happen. Before he ate from the Eitzachayim, there was no possibility of eating, of doing an Avera. So, so there was no consequence. But the consequence of doing this Avera, the consequence of that is that now that he did an Avera, he can do another one. And we can't take that chance. If the Yitzhakim, he's going to live forever. So it's not a punishment. It's not a punishment. We're not here to punish our kids, or ready to punish his students, or it's not what happened here. But we have to recognize that there is consequence in this world. And there are times that those that those consequences have have to be taken, and if someone is doing something wrong, you can't let him continue doing something wrong because when he's doing this something wrong, there are consequences that it's that it's causing. A coach Baruch who said the consequence of what you did is I can't hug you and kiss you and eat from the etzadas and have a picnic with you. You cannot be here anymore. There's a consequence. You cannot be here. You do something. You cannot be here. You show up at 12 o'clock to a restaurant that closed at 11, you're not going to get food. And this is the most important thing in Pasha Barashas. Because in the nature of the world, the way Hashem created the physical world, the physical world is based on consequence. You drop a glass on a boat, on a, on a, on a stone floor, it's going to break. You stand in front of a car at 80 miles an hour, you're going to die. You jump out of a plane, even though you want to fly like a bird, you're going to hit the ground and get Smashed, splattered. It's not fair! Why is the ground punishing me? The ground is not punishing you. There's a consequence. In Bereshit, consequence was created. You ate from the eighth Adas. You have to go to work. This is the consequence. But, I'm not going to make you do time in a room for 20 minutes. So I spoke on Shabbos and Shul and I said, we have to learn how to punish or consequence, whatever you want to use the word, with positive outcome. The, the, the godless of the Mitzrayim destroying the Jews' um, emotions was that they made them build Pishom and Ramses, which was on quicksand. So they built it and it swallowed up, and they built it and they swallowed up. There was no product. Even the Sphinx, if you built a Sphinx, at the end of the day, you looked at it, it's like, wow, even a slave who builds a castle, 
and they beat him and they whipped him and they didn't let him eat. At the end of the day, I built the castle. You have Hana of enjoyment. But just put a kid in a room, or when I was growing up, to write a thousand times, I will not talk in class. Right? And then the Rebbe takes the 20 papers that you wrote, and you wrote, I will not talk in class. And you had some of your friends do it, right? And he just ripped it up and threw it in the garbage. He wasted four hours of your life. You got nothing from it. If you would have told, open up an English book on, 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 on Rabbeim and write me a book report, and if it's a good book report and you read the book, I'll give you some, even though I'm punishing you, I'll give you extra credit. I'll give you extra credit on your next test. So the guy spent the same three hours. He didn't go to recess. He didn't play with his friends. But something good came out of it. At the end of the day, he got punished. But he has a book report. And it's a very big mistake. And that's why I said, this what's it called time. Give him a puzzle. If you want to put him in there for 20 minutes, a six-piece puzzle, he's a little kid, whatever. Tell him, put together this puzzle, you can come out. So he got punished. He's not with his friends. He's not running around. But he has a puzzle. You should never give a punishment that has no tachos. So here, Kajmanuchu said, yeah, you're going to work, but you're going to make food from it. Yeah, you're going to be in pain, but you're going to give a baby. But the Nachash, he was the Machti. You, nothing positive. You're going to lose your feet. You're going to be on your belly. You're going to eat dust. And the human being is going to try to kill you. Nothing po- In his punishment, there is nothing positive. The Nachash got nothing positive because he was the Machti. So, one of the things that we need to understand is that, and, and I was telling it to my class yesterday, the first theory of physics. Physics is the study of the world, of the creation, of everything in the world, right? Every action has a reaction. You can't even start physics without every action has a reaction, and when you're in third grade and they teach you physics, they have these six marbles and they drop one from one side and the other one goes. They drop two from one side and the other two goes. It's the first thing you learn in physics. Every action has a reaction. God created this world. Every action has a reaction emotionally, physically, and spiritually. And that's what was created in Boratius. And if you think that you could do something wrong or right, wrong or right has a reaction, and there'll be no reaction to it, then you're not living in this world. Every action has a reaction. Positive or negative. It has a reaction. And the problem today is we don't, we don't mind, we don't, we don't, we don't deal with consequences. No consequences. Do whatever you want. Nike said, just do it. Just do it means no consequences. Nike, just do it. And Kush Baruch said, it doesn't work that way. He threw Adam out. Was he nice to Adam? Very nice. He made him clothing. He, he took care of him. He loved him. He showed him that he loved him. And, and he did tshuva. And Ashkodesh Baruch showed him that he loved him, but he still threw him out. <laughs> he still didn't live in Gan Eden with it all. You love me, man? No, and you're not coming back. Two malachim with swords. You're never coming back. Two kruvim. You're not coming back because the consequence of what you did is that you cannot live in Gan Eden. It's not a punishment. You cannot be here anymore. There is a tree here that will let you live forever. And you cannot come back into this garden because you broke you were innocent, you had no sin, you brought sin into the world, sin is the consequence of what you did, and you cannot be back in a place where you could eat from that Eitzachayim. I'm not telling you, it's not Rabbi Wallstein. I'm reading you 
the Psukim and the Torah. Oh, I'm sure it's not mine. Whatever comes down, was definitely here before. Right. So by going out of Ethiopia, you know, he didn't age, he didn't do anything like, you know, he didn't, he didn't age. Right. So by going out, so it was a consequence, he says, because there's two kinds, consequences. And punishment, right. It was a consequence. When he left, that when things rot. Right. But then he started, he, he got age and he had to do everything else. Hashem doesn't punish. We don't understand that. It's not a punishment. It's a consequence. A person doesn't have error. There's certain consequences. And then there's certain things in the Torah that a person has to do um, in order to fix it, to fix that consequence. Okay, one more, one more subject. Um, one more subject. So let's go back for a second to um, to Adam and Chava. Okay. So first of all, by Chava, which is really, which is also very important, the the Nachash. This is a whole chidah. I think I spoke about it last year. Very interesting chidah. And he brings down that he brings down that the woman and man were back, were front and back, right? So the woman says to the nachash, right, that because Baruch Hu said you can't eat from the from the priya that's in the in the in the garden, right? And you can't touch it because you might die. And there's a very big machlekes where she got that from. Half of Chazal say that Adam said it. The Medrash Rabbah says Adam said it to her because he wanted to protect her that Isha is weak and, and, and by saying you can't touch it, if she can't touch it, she definitely won't eat it. So he added that on to her. Right? So she was innocent. She really repeated what he said. All the Medrash says no, she added it on. It was her. And therefore, she did the wrong thing by adding it on. So she don't ask a bomb question. And he says, According to the Medrash, according to the Ariza, according to the Zaya, that uh, that she was one uh, face, well, her face was on the back, his face was on the front. So, so she was there when Hashem commanded him. So she did hear that you should not eat, but she didn't. She 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 did not hear that you should not touch. According to the person who says, right, that Adam told her. What do you mean Adam told her? He she was on his back. So when Hashem spoke to him, Hashem spoke to her. So then, so then why did she say that to the Nachash? Right? It's a fantastic question. The only, only, only way you could say that she, it's not her fault because Adam told her is she didn't know. But if she was on his back, when God commanded him not to eat from the tree, so she did know. So she don't, yeah, what does that mean? He spoke to one side. What? No, no. He said, no, if you look in the parasha, he told him not to eat from the tree, and then he put him to sleep and split him. So, he was one at that time. So, maybe, the Siddhar answers, I don't really understand his answer, but maybe, there's other places in the Torah where Hashem spoke to Moshe Rabbeinu and Klai Yisrael, but only Moshe Rabbeinu heard it. Okay. You know, God has the power to speak to one and not the other. It's, it's, not, it's not like a sound in a room, it's sort of like in the head. Hashem, right. So there's times when Hashem spoke to Moshe, and only Moshe heard Hashem speaking to him, and nobody else heard. So that's that's that, that's possible. Anyway, so just look at the, look at the at the Neyudikah. So Neyudikah, look at the breakdown. So what happens? So he says to her. So right now she's okay, and she's it's Erev Shabbos, and she's by the tree, and she has no yet to her for the tree yet. 
But then he says to her something. He says that because God knows the day that you eat from the tree, he said something to her that God has something you don't have. Jealousy. He brought Kinna into the world. So until now, she wasn't interested in the tree. She saw the tree, she wasn't interested in the tree. Now he said, by the way, this is not just a tree. If you eat from the tree, then you will be like God. Do you know why? Because God has something you don't know. God has been toivlura. Tina, which was the first avera, was the first sin, which is in all of us because it's the, the first human being that ever sinned. Sin because she was jealous of God. He made her jealous of God. All of a sudden, something wacky happens. What happens? She... But she says like this. But Teira Isha, he toiva aret lamachal, he toiva eats lamachal. The woman saw that the tree is good to eat. The tree or the fruit of the tree is good to eat. You don't see that fruit is good to eat. You taste that fruit is good to eat. How did she know that this fruit that was growing there didn't taste like rotten eggs? All of a sudden she looked at it and she said, wow, that's good to eat. You never ate from this tree. How do you know it's good to eat? And the, the answer is that when it's, when, it's, when it's jealousy, even if you don't need it, even if you don't know how to use it, but if somebody else has it, wow. So she didn't even eat it yet, but it's already good to eat because Hashem has something I don't have. So it's unbelievable that, that and you watch how this pussy breaks it down. Now, so in the beginning of jealousy, the way it works when you see something that someone else has and you don't have it, so it's like, wow, that's really good stuff. So he put that into her. When he said, it's his lotion, when he said, God has something you don't have. That was his, that was his crap. The nachash wasn't in her. The nachash was an outside bad friend. Now, the difference between then and now, as the Zoya explains, is that the famous question, well, if she didn't have a Yitzhahara, how'd she do an Avera? Right? Avera. So the answer is that he was outside. He was bad. He's a Nachash. He's a bad friend whispering in your ear, come on, let's, 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 let's chill, let's hang out, let's go to the bar, right? You can fight that. You can fight that. Inside your own mind saying, come on, come on, let's go to the bar, let's go, let's go get a drink. It was a million times harder. So he was mibachutz. He was just a bad friend. Come on, let's eat from the tree. God has something you don't have, don't you want it? She fell for that. Once that happened, he went inside. He became part of her consciousness. If you want to go very deep into it, the consequence of the outside, listening to the outside, Doing the Aveira, it became part of her. It's not like the Nachas crawled through her nose and went into her soul. The Aveira became part of her. The consequence of doing a sin is it becomes part of you. It changes who you are. So, Aveira Gureris Aveira. That's what it means. So it wasn't like, oh, she ate from the tree and the Nachas was in the fruit and oh, now he's in her belly. No, that's not what happened. Once she ate from the tree and went, the, the Aveira became part of her. Her. Until then, it was outside. When she ate from the tree, the Avera went into her, became 
an Avera and a Mitzvah, the Kav Yosha talks a lot about this, goes through all your limbs. When you do a sin, right, it goes through your head, your eyes, your nose, everything. It's like a whole thing that goes right, like a, like a black energy that goes through your whole body. You do a Mitzvah, it's like a light energy that goes through your whole body. So when she did this Avera, she brought it in. It became part of her. And that's why now we all have a Yetzirah and a Yetzirah. It's not a bad friend on the outside. It's us. It's in my mind, come on, let's do this, let's do this. And your Yetzirah is like, no, I don't think we should, I don't think I should do this. No, 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 do it, do it, do it, do it. It's very hard to fight that. It's you. It's part of you. She made a part of the human being. Until she ate from the Yetzirah, it wasn't part of the human being. The human being was separate from the Nachash. When she ate from it, it became part of us. So now it's much harder to fight that Yetzirah. Besides the, who, the whatever he did to her, he did other things to her. Outside of that, the Nachash did things, whatever. I'm not going to even get into that tonight. There's, 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 there's a, a message here that says Kain, she became pregnant with Kain from the Nachash. He brings it down. Whatever. It's like some crazy stuff. But whatever. Not crazy stuff, whatever. It's, it's, it's uh, Chazal. But, but it was, he, he, was, he was really a bad guy. But once she ate from the tree, he had her. And, and, but look what happens to you. And it's true. Look what happens to you. All of a sudden it's like, it's, it's, it's good to eat. Darling, Chava, we love you. You didn't eat from it yet. How do you know it's good to eat? If he has something I don't have, it must be good to eat. I told you my story. Remember a few years ago, I told you I was in a restaurant? True story. My wife will tell you it's a true story. I'm sitting in a fancy, I'm sitting in Prime Grill in Manhattan. Special that night, Delmonico. I remember it like today. Delmonico State. I ordered a special, right? Puts it down on my table. There's two guys sitting on the next table. Just, just came while I got my main dish. I'm there with my wife. These guys just sat down. They're looking at my plate. They're looking at my plate. They're looking at my plate. Stop looking at my plate. I'm sitting with my wife. Just sitting there looking at my plate. I was going to tell them, like, you want to eat my hair? Here it is, right? But I didn't have to tell them. I just, excuse me? Yeah? What are you eating? I said, it's the special tonight. The Delmonico. I think you should order it. He said, I know this might sound weird, but... Could you give us just two slices that we could, that each one of us could taste? Up it's a true story. You don't believe me? You don't believe me? Ask my wife. I was like, sure. That's not why I say no. Two from guys, whatever. Okay. So they had, the, they had their appetizer plate. I cut a little piece, put it out. They're like, wow, this is amazing. We're going to order it. My wife's like, I can't believe these guys did this. I can't believe they did this. We're sitting right by the fish tank. I remember we were sitting. I can't believe they did this. I'm like, eh, it's guys. Okay. They get their main. We're eating dessert. They get their main. They leave over half of it. Mamas, each one of them left over half of it. I'm like, guys, you know, like, what happened? They're like, I don't know. Yours tasted so much better. I said, of course it does. Because mine was in my plate. And when you're eating something from someone else's plate, it always tastes better. They left it over. How many times you're in a restaurant, people, and they, the waiter walks by, puts something on someone else's table, excuse me, what did you just give them? You do it all the time. Look at your own plate. No, the answer is, he's eating something that looks really good. You already taste that it's good. Right, he asked me for a piece because he's already tasting my meat that's good because I'm enjoying it and he doesn't have it. They mama just left it over. Because that's no fun. Picking the salad out of the other guy, right, out of his plate, that's it. it's much more fun. If two guys have the same dish, He's eating from his, and this guy's eating from his. And that's the same dish. And I finish my friend, and my friend finishes mine. Why don't you just eat your own? <laughs> his tastes much better than mine. This is what happened here. 
it's, it, we're human beings. This is, this is where it first started. Then, listen to what happened. Okay, so, so it's very nice. So, Kitaiva eight. No, it's not enough. Once it becomes good, the Kitaiva Huleinayim becomes something lustful. I have to have it. I have to have what she has. I have to have those shoes. I have to have that house. I have to have that car. I have to have it. So it went from not interested. Wow, it must be really great. It became a taiva, le'inayim, for the eyes, right? Sort of like when you go shopping on a fast day. Everything looks good. Never go, it's a, it's a rule. Never go shopping when you're hungry. You need everything. Oh, I need that. I'll eat that for dessert. And then you come home after the fast day. You take one bite, right? And you can't eat all that stuff that you bought. You got salads and cakes and orange juice and, and fish and meat. And because the whole thing, you walk through the store like, oh, I could do that. And in the end, you, what, what was eating? Not your stomach or your mouth, your eyes. The Torah tells you, it's not something new. There's nothing new. The Shitaiva Huleinayim. Became a Taiva, not to your body, not to your stomach, to your eyes. The Nechmad. How do you say Nechmad in English? It's like, huh? No, it's more, it's not desire. Yeah, maybe. The Nechmad Ha'eitz Lahaskil. It's like, it's nice. But Tikach Mipir, what Taikha, what Tikha, And in the end, you give in and you take, and you take what's not yours. And so many people steal and do things in business that make such a big Shalash Hashem because the Joneses, not the Joneses because it's not a Jewish name, but the, the, the guy who lives next door has, has, and you want to have the same thing. So you'll even cheat to get Katsushim, you shouldn't, but not the Nachash put into Chava and into the world and in spiritual DNA we know that if you, you, you do an Avera that has a Midna in it, it will be given over to your children or your grandchildren and the next generation Cain kills Havel because he's jealous same exact Avera his was accepted mine's not accepted he murdered him where did Cain have jealousy from the answer is his mother she, the Avera that she did the basis of the Avera the Chafetz Chaim's whole books on Lashon Hara is all based on jealousy you don't talk bad about someone unless you're deeply or somehow jealous of them no, Rabbi Wallace, it's not true. It is true. You never came in here and never going to talk about monkeys, Martians, lions, and cats. Why not? If you have a bad cat, you're going to talk about him? No, because you're not jealous of him. But when you talk about someone bad, it's because, you know, he's famous, or he's married, I'm not, or whatever it is, I want to take him down. Lashonara takes a person down. Why would we take someone down? The only reason you take a certain person down is to make you feel better. So the whole Lashon Hara, Rechilus, Shemra, stealing is based on, stealing which, which in the DNA came out on the whole door this week and the whole door on Mabel. Why do you steal from somebody else? It's his. If it's his, why, where do you have a right to take his thing? Because why does he have it and I don't have it? I need to have it. And then it becomes a taiva. And then it becomes good and it's okay for me to take what belongs to you. In the end, this Aveira of eating from the tree destroyed the world. I want to end with one other amazing, amazing thought. This blew me away. It's from the Chassam Cipher. We'll end with this. I spoke about this to some girls about this a week also. So one of the biggest challenges that we have is to see that good people suffer and bad people prosper. Right? Tzadik Viraloi and Rosh And we don't always get to see the end of the story. So many times, it's all fair. It's just not fair. 
You know, it's not fair. Sometimes I deal with abused kids, and they're, 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 they're the victim, and they get victimized. They get victimized again. You're lying. You made it up. The family's not talking to them. It's, it's crazy stuff. And I, I go through this all the time. I, I, you don't understand because you don't see the whole picture. In this week's parsha, Cain kills Hevel. Hevel has no children. <coughs> Hevel's dead. It's over. No generations. Nothing. The whole human race comes from who? Cain. From Cain. Blacks. The the the. The murderer, right? The murderer, pretty much from him, if you look at all the d- generations, were mostly from him. And, and the murdered one, Hevel, nothing. Came into the world, got murdered, and nothing happened. The first Gilgal in the Torah was Shase. As the Pasuk says, the Pasuk is very clear. And the Pasuk says the following. He kills Cain. What's it on this side? Uh, no. Yeah, listen to this. Why? He gave me another child. Gilgo, here we go. Hevel. He gave me another child. That's Hevel. That's Tachas Hevel. So, Shays was a Gilgal of Hevel. Listen carefully. Who comes from Shays? Noach. The whole world gets destroyed. The end of the story. The beginning of the story looks terrible. The guy who gets killed has nothing, and the guy who killed him has everything. The end of the story, Noach comes from Shays. Shays is Hevel. Noach goes into the table, the rest of the world gets wiped out. So all of Cain's children and generations that he had are gone. The whole new world is built up, is built from who? Hevel. Noah, which is Hevel. So in the beginning of the story, when you look at it, this is one of the times you get a chance to see the whole story. I don't understand. The guy gets murdered, he has no children, and then God creates this whole world from this murderer. God's like, you, you didn't see the end of the picture. Now long comes Shays, who's a Gilgal of Hevel, from him comes Noah, now I wipe out all Cain's children, they're all gone. And the only one that's left is Chase's child. So in the end, the good guy, who's Hevel, every one of us in this world, comes from the murdered. From Hevel. And the murderer has no one in this world. Kain gets killed by whatever, by what's his name, by accident, whatever. I'm just saying, that's not important. That, that, that's, that's just what goes around, comes around. This is a separate, separate share. But outside of that, look at the end of the story. The end of the story is that all of us, we're all from Hevel. Everyone here, that's for, everyone here in the world is from Hevel. Shame coming off us. What? Well, there's a whole much focus on her. What happened with her? But, I'm saying, but that's, where did she come? Oh, you mean she came from? That's why Right. So that comes from Cain. So how does this shot then this shot doesn't make sense? (laughs) 
What? No, he was the father. That, that, that. She brought, she kept Elsie alive in the generation. She kept the certain things in the third, the bad things before that. She also, she also went to Shemayim. There's a whole thing with her. You know that whole Medrash? She went to Shemayim. That the two Malachi wanted to mess with her and she ran away. There's a whole Machloik if she's the mother of the Shadim or she ran to Shemayim. There's a good side and there's a very bad side. We don't, I, I saw in the safe, it's like, there's two sides to her, to her. So one second, let's go back, let's go back, let's go back. Noah's wife was, what does Rashi say? I have to take a look at this. So she made it out. Unless you want to say it goes by the men. Who, who are you talking about here? Where is that? What? And, and Nama was his wife. Where does it say that? Nama he ishtashel mayach pei tilma nishkur nekeva zubeprat elimo shigam he nishara acharamavu. So even though Kayan so Kayan had one left, but but also but also um, Hebel also had. I have to go look back at this shot. It's a problem with this shot. Because according to the shot, they were all destroyed. There was nothing from Kayan. Maybe. The males were all, the males were all from Chase. Alright, anyway, the bottom line is, we, 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 even, even if, if that's the case, Lemaisa, we see that Hevel was not destroyed. And that, that from Hevel came back the world. So he definitely was not destroyed. So I have to look up back why, why it's not, why it says that Kain, all Kain's children were destroyed. Because according to Rashi, she was Taka married to, she was married to Noyach. There's a whole story about her. He brings out a whole long story about her. A summary on Pashas Noyach. A little summary on Pashas Noyach. He lay in his, you know, rough, outrageous, he didn't get much on Noyach. The tail on the north is that first Rashi is made. That first, that first thing I know that Ish Tzadikayi Vadeiraisov, right? Why would, why would, why would we learn Ganai? Rashi has a machloek. Is it Shvach that he was he was a tzaddik in his door, but had he been in Avram's door, he would not have been a tzaddik? Or um, is it Shvach that, that even though he was surrounded by such bad people? So the question is, why would why would you want to learn why would it, why would you want to learn bad about it? It says. He was a tzaddik, but they were so learn good about it. Because the lesson is so big that that just saving yourself is not, not a tzaddik. 
it says that Moshe Rabbeinu, right, that, that, that Moshe Rabbeinu was definitely a Gilgal of Noyach. And that you have to be put in the same position to fix your Gilgal. So Noach was told that he built a Teva, he gave him 120 years to do tshuva or whatever, and he didn't get anyone to do tshuva. And the whole world died except for him and his family. Moshe Rabbeinu came back because Noach had to do had to do tshuva, so he had to be put in the same position. So after Chayeshul did the Egel, Hashem said to put him in the same position and said to Moshe Rabbeinu, "I'll destroy everyone." And Chayeshul, we come from you. Exactly what happened by Noach. But Moshe Rabbeinu knew he, that he made this mistake once before, so he said, "No, you can wipe me out of your. You can right. So Mechini spells Me Noach." He says, I'm not bringing the reins of Nayak again. I'm not, I'm not saving myself. And so I saw there, and this is the shot that I want to tell you, that if Noah would have said to Hashem, either you destroy me with them, or you save the world, Hashem would have saved the world. Had he said, had he said, he would have, he would have saved the world. And of course, this is the parasha which I usually teach you about. Maybe next week that that Medrash Tachuma with the grapes, with the wine, the whole the Sultan planted the wine and the blood and, and the whole thing. And why? But I, I saw also that there's no Shaila that pretty much everyone holds that the the Eitzadas was a was a was a was a vine, and that she took the grapes and made it into wine, and she brought it to him. And the reason that we today have wine. Um, on every Yontav and Shabbos and every Bar Mitzvah and Bris and, and Sherebuch everything is to be Masakin the be Masakin the Avera of the Eitz Adas Don't huh? Don't and there's a whole thing in the Gematria of Yayin whatever it is but that's it's to fix the Eitz Adas according to she, 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 she squeezed them and, and that was also there was a branch left of it and that's what the, the one that um, Noah planted and the same moment you plant in Ganeidin the same moment you planted something it grew and, and in other words he planted it the grapes and it became wine all in one moment and Noah that's a different thing I have to be very careful how we talk about it but Noah came out of the table very depressed the whole world was destroyed and he was saved but the whole world was destroyed it's pretty lonely and very depressed and he the first thing he did was he, is he, is he planted a vine. And that's not what he should have done. So, he planted a vine, he paid a big price for it. What happened to him when he got drunk, what Ham did to him, whatever. But, uh, that, that's why he was, first he was called Ishrolakim. No, Ishtadik, he was a Raisam, and he was Ishtadik, and then over there it's called Ishadama. Because instead of coming out and he shouldn't have been depressed and the first thing running to, to running to his pain so that was the first I don't say he was an alcoholic he wasn't an alcoholic but he was looking for he was in a lot of pain it wasn't easy but but there's, there's so much there's so much machlikas in was he a tzaddik or wasn't he a tzaddik and, and, and you're not allowed to speak bad about Nayakh because at the end of the day he was the only good one in that whole generation but he didn't save the generation and I think that's the lesson that the biggest lesson is that it's not about saving yourself it's about it's about saving others so why my stone alone couldn't save him? that's my stone passion 
because they 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 um, rationalized that they were doing a mitzvah and that you can't say people like that. They didn't rationalize doing a mitzvah. No, they didn't think they were right. No, they didn't think they were right. They knew they were doing bad. They they were mashkisim. They they just thought they didn't do gineva. They only took one one grape at a time. They didn't think they were doing right. Sedoim thought it's a mitzvah. How dare you give a poor man money when God made him poor? How dare you interfere with God? So they cut your hands off. They had, they had a Bible, like ISIS. You can't stop ISIS. A murderer knows he's doing something wrong, he feels guilty. So maybe you'll get to him. ISIS thinks you're doing a mitzvah, they're going to get naked. How do you stop people like that? They blow themselves up. So, you, Avram, Avram, so Avram asked Hashem, are there ten people in Saddam that really believe in this religion that they created. Hashem said, no, they just want to kill. They, just, they, 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 ki- they want to kill and they created a religion to make it work. It's like atheism. No. They're worse. No, they're worse. They were preaching that. So I'm like, well, who's that wrong going to talk to? There's no one to talk to there. No, he had to be Mashaka. Now Hashem's going to do it again to the world. If he wouldn't have done, if he wouldn't have fixed it, he would have to come back again. No, he took him hit the Shama. Not destroying the world. What? No, May Noach. No, that's the waters of Noach. That's Shimshin's father, no? Oh, really? I didn't know that. But not really? Okay. I know you guys don't want to leave tonight, but we need to go down Myru. Let's be much liach. Next week we'll talk more about Noach and Lachacha and um, some interesting stuff from the Oitzer Ploisatayra. Thanks to Albert Khan. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.